This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another awesome episode of the EVP Podcast. I'm Beaker, and I have with me... Ghosty McGhostface. And DVO. And together we are EVP, Energy, Energy Visions, and, and the, the Paranormal. Dun-dun-dun. That was very spooky. Guys. I know, very spooky. We did a good job on that one. <laughs> I know. It's not quite Halloween, but we're getting there. Getting Aug- closer. The August. leaves are changing. The leaves are changing. All the leaves are brown. I did. And this guy is gray. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, two episodes in a row talking about the adventures of the haunted museum. That was fun. Um, it was fun, and I'm already like wanting to plan a trip back. So there was an exhibit in there that I really, in- I'm really intrigued by. Okay. I think we should do an episode on it in the future. Yes, I. So I, I actually almost chose that this week, but I know how much you wanted to do it for your topic, so I picked something different. I was saving that one for you, so you can, because I know you mentioned last week that you want to do a topic on it or an episode on that one. So we'll save that one for one of your topics. Yeah, um, or I'll steal it. <laughs> you probably will. It's okay. Either way, it'll be a topic. <laughs> well, see, I I had that in mind with that topic that you wanted to do um, when I picked the topic for this week. Oh, um, fun. Yes. So, <laughs> so what I chose this week is to talk about the origin of the Ouija board. Or spirit board. Or, or spirit board talking or talking board. board yes. Uh, and the reason why, the, the how they tie in together is the topic you wanted to do. They actually, at the museum, when they had the display, they had the, the a Ouija board that the lady actually used while she was doing her thing. They have her actual board sitting there mm-hmm. in that display. So I thought, you know, why don't we talk about Ouija boards? And then people will know about them. And then when we get to our episode where we talk about uh, what you want to talk about, People have some of a better understanding of Ouija board. I don't know how much she actually used it, though. I just know. It I don't was know there. either. And but. I actually learned a little bit more about Ouija boards when researching this. A lot of stuff you didn't know, huh? Yes. Well, was... a lot of things. Well, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> like how they were created to talk to the unborn children in their women's wombs. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That was they were used for. Yeah. Ouija Wait, meaning placenta. <laughs> Did I? I... What? <laughs> yeah, you talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to their unborn child in their womb. Baby, what I feel you like, like I'm missing out on some inside joke here. No, I, just, no. I just made it up right now. <laughs> and I'm just going with it, man. Just go with it. I was like, did I miss something in my research? <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's how they were created. <laughs> Like, I don't remember any of this. This must be new. It's German for a woman's placenta. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> so who wants to tell it's the... amazing. Who wants to go into the history or the backstory of El Ouija? Well, should we first talk about... Let's talk about the name first. Okay. Being that it's coming from French and German background. <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy I was uh, watching a video on claims it's Egyptian. Yeah, the, the name, the word Ouija, Ouija yeah, is Egyptian. Oh well, he's but, full of shit. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say that, and all the research I've done because I've talked about this before. I've looked into this pod, or this particular subject before, um, and I've never heard that until today when I was watching that video. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah," and it's it's weird because everything I've read. Like, basically contradict everything that this guy was saying. He's, and then the stuff that I read, he's like, supposedly, this is what actually happened. Um, but all the research I've done, the did stuff he, that he did claims he get, didn't actually happen is what I've read that happened. Did he get all his answers from the Ouija? Maybe. I did <laughs> I did watch an interesting video, and we can talk about this a little bit later, uh, of people actually using a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. It was actually a big round table. Mm-hmm. That looked like Ouija board. Oh, um, really? Yeah. The whole table was the board? The whole table was the board. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. And it was really cool. Um, That's the way to do it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you can go get one from Ikea and just brand it with letters. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally all a spirit board or a talking board or Ouija board is. It's just 
like letters written on a cardboard. Do you remember what mm-hmm. the Egyptian word was? Well, they he says it stands for good luck. Yes. That's but but the Egyptian, yeah. Yeah. But or it's we ja. Well, no, it's not either one of those either. It was just uh the board named itself. The board named itself. So in the 1800s, 1848, you know, mid 1800s, um, spiritualist movement got like really popular. Uh, the average life expectancy of people was about 50. You had people going off to war. You had kids dying young. Just everyone's dying. Women dying at childbirth. Yep, and that's the with the placentas. Mm-hmm. Um, Ouija coming from placenta. Ouija. Yep. So I mean, <laughs> people they had this wantingness. Um, and this is around the time when, like, you know, Christian religions weren't, like, extremely huge in the U.S. Uh, people wanted to reconnect with their lost loved ones. Uh, so they were turning to people like the mediums, like the Fox sisters. Did you guys read anything about yeah. them? Yeah. They were fakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the media, the, the Fox sisters were, like, the, the really popular ones at the time. They were from New York, I believe. And they would have, like, their little seances that they would do. And they would have... Like wrappings, so like when they'd ask a spirit a question, that it would knock on the wall, or they would have the table turnings, which meant that the like they'd ask questions. Everyone put their hand flat on the table, and then the table would start shaking, and you know everyone claimed like, "Well, we're not doing this." Um, turns out that like the knocking on the wall was just like people they had on the other side of the wall doing the knocking, mm-hmm. the table turning. They had mechanisms hooked up to cause the table to shake. Um, and then they would also do things, and I don't know if it was just the Fox sisters or other people that did this, but they would do things like when you were asking a spirit a question, you would be like, okay, tell me if it's this letter, and you'd be like, go through the alphabet. And then I guess you'd wait for the knocking on the wall to tell you that's the, the right letter. Take forever. It would mm-hmm. take forever. So fast forward to like 1890. But now I just have this idea of, this, of, a, of a great child book of the actual two fox foxes, like animals, sisters, and they're rapping. <laughs> doing fox raps yeah <laughs> doing some shady business <laughs> yeah i mean people were really big into this and the you know talking boards pretty much already existed before the ouija board but you had in 1891 you had some uh businessmen saw this was catching on saw people were using these and they, they found their niche they yep they're like we're gonna make money off of this so in February of 1891, I guess is when it was released. But uh, originally the board, they, they called it a talking board or spirit board. Um, but if you haven't seen one, it's literally just the alphabet numbers zero through nine. And you'd have like, yes, no, hello, goodbye on it. And that's it. And that's, that's the basic board. I mean, people do put like different symbols, like moons and stars and stuff on them or whatever. You can, they're easy to make. You can buy them. Like anywhere, like Hasbro makes them and sells them. <laughs> uh, you can make your they own still make them. wood. I'm looking at it. They, they, yeah, they still make them. It's hearing weird. That's your AC just kicked in. Oh, is that what that noise yeah. is? Oh. See, it's because we have the Omni thing, so it's picking up everything. Oh. Strange. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. So that's going to sound nice. Um,. You might Who be able to pick up some EVPs with that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Ouija board itself, Ouija hasn't been around too long. I mean... I'm a couple hundred years. Couple, well, 1890, it's only been 100 years. 100, Maybe it was before then, even. Like 130 years. Well, the actual Ouija board itself, like the name Ouija, has only yeah. been around for like 130 years. Right. Um, spirit boards, no one really knows the origin of actual spirit boards or talking boards, or like how long they've been around. Um, but they they are able to trace the origin of the name Ouija board. Um, and I believe it was some dudes, some businessmen. I'm way far away from that. I just skipped over a whole bunch of this. Um, I don't remember their names. Um, it was... Just kidding, I don't know either. I read it all. But, so Charles Kennard. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, he got a group together. He had, um, so I believe he was a, a 
businessman of some sort um, out of Ohio or Baltimore, um, Maryland, actually. Um, so in his group, he had he Elijah. Was a, he was a snake oil salesman. Was he? <laughs> Probably um, sounds like it. Maybe. <laughs> um, so he got uh, a, a local attorney, um, Elijah Bond, and then um, someone named Colonel Washington Bowie, who was a surveyor. And they started the Kennard Novelty Company to exclusively make and market talking boards. Because, like I said, they, they they saw the cash grab. They saw the money in it. They're businessmen. They're like, we're going to do this. But did you see how he got the patent? Did you? Yeah. That was pretty funny. So one of the one of the other people that came in kind of on this whole thing was um, a medium. That was uh, Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who was a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, she was helping them develop this and I guess they, um, had asked the board, I guess this is how the board got its name according to, uh, Smithsonian that they asked the board what its she name did. was. She asked the board. She asked yeah. the board and it spelled out, uh, Ouija or they're saying that like, uh, we obviously is yes for French and jaw is German for no. I guess, and that's so they they that's why they people think that it's yes no. The other theory is is I guess uh, Helen Peters was an author, and oh, and there was that one. Um... Yeah, she was wearing a she was wearing a locket of a woman, and the letters on it I guess was um, it was a D instead of a J. Yeah, we and uh... so they think that it was spelling out the name that was on the locket, but it misspelled it and, and put a J instead of a D. Yes. And then they also asked uh, what that meant. And it's yeah, they're like, good what is, luck. Yeah. Good luck. They're like, you know, when it's spelled out Ouija, they're like, what does that mean? And it, it's a good luck. I was just wondering what Egyptian word that they were trying to say. That I have no meant. idea. Hmm. I didn't have time to look into that, but that was the first I ever heard of that. But I know that they, um, when they wanted to get their patent on it, they went to the patent clerk's office, and they couldn't get the patent unless they could prove that the spirit board actually worked. And I believe they didn't have to prove like how it worked, just that it did work. Right. So the patent clerk asked them to have the board spell his last name. No, his first name. His first name. Yeah, because I think they already knew his last name. Yeah, it was one. Of, yeah, it was his first or last name. They didn't know one of his names, so they like, "What's my name?" And the board. Uh, supposedly none of the people that were there at the time knew the guy's name mm-hmm. and the board spelled out his name. And so that was enough for the patent clerk. He gave him the patent on it. So it was the first ever patented talking board or spirit board uh, that, w- that hit the market. Right. And it was like, I think originally a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. Which in that cheap. time, I don't know like how much money that, I don't know the conversion rate to now, but yeah, it was, it was a buck twenty-five. Probably thirty dollars, probably, because <laughs> that's what they go for now. Yep, twenty one. Twenty one. Well, twenty one now is what they go for. Mm-hmm. I remember I paid like twenty nine for mine. I bought one and it never worked. So here it is. So I went to the Hasbro website and yes, it's there, and it's called Ouija Game, and it looks like a Ouija board. Have you seen the one that looks like Stranger Things? I think so. Yeah, you do. You've seen it. Yes. So the description in the Hasbro website says, "Enter the world of the mysterious and mystifying, and mystifying with the Ouija board. You've got questions, and the spirit world has answers. And the uncanny Ouija board is your way to get them. What do you want to know? Ask your question with a friend using the planchette that comes with the board. But be patient and concentrate, because the spirits can't be rushed. Handle the Ouija board with respect, and it won't disappoint you." Includes the game board, planchette, and instructions for ages 8 and up. Ouija and all related characters are trademarks of Hasbro. Other so characters? Is this a game? Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, wait, is this an actual well, what's well, funny is now that game They're actually calling it, like, saying spirits and that it's spirits well, talking. To yeah. If you look right here, the original patent was for a toy or game. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing, I mean, it was huge. It blew up. Big time. So they started with one factory in Baltimore um, by 1892. Two. And then two in well, New York. It was, it was two in Baltimore. Yeah, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London. So in like a year of this thing being released, it blew up that much to where they had to open like six more factories. That's nuts. Um, I guess in 1893, 
the two main guys, Kennard and Bond, the guys that uh, I guess originally started it, uh, left the company, and it was sold to William Fold. And he, and he, took he was it. like an apprentice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he. Um, and he actually started like another company, and yes. it was almost like a dueling spirit board company. And then the last owner of the Ouija board sold the the patent to what was his name? Fold for a dollar. Yeah. I guess it was like really public, the feuding and everything. Hmm. Yeah. So it says that Fold like never claimed that he. Well, he did, he didn't invent it. it. He didn't invent it. But his but obituary yeah, said. Yeah. Uh, it says Colonel Bowie, the majority shareholder, and one of the only two remaining original investors. Um, he licensed the exclusive rights to make the board. Um, what followed were the boom years for Fold and frustration for some of the men who'd been in on the Ouija board from the beginning. Uh, there was public squabbling over who really invented it. Uh, it played out in the, the Baltimore Sun. So, yeah, it was huge. It was in the news. Um, while rival boards li- launched and failed, like other people tried to make... Oh, other of, people too. They kind of tried to piggyback off the success and, and no one was getting anything. And it says, yeah, in 1919, Bowie has sold his remaining shares to Fold for a dollar. But I guess Fold, like he died in 1927. Um, I think this is interesting because he died like he fell... Uh, off one of the factories. In the factory that he was building at the time, and apparently the Ouija board told him to build the factory. So he, he fell off it during construction I or after it was already done? Um, and did he fall? or did it was, it was, get... So, yeah, it was a freak fall from the roof of his new factory. So it looks like it was already done being built, and he fell off the roof and died. And apparently the Ouija board is what told him to build this factory. Hmm. Or did Fold have enough of this guy and throw him off maybe fold well fold's the one that died so someone else would have oh, thrown him off. oh fold died yeah fold died. oh f-u-l-d fold okay yeah never he, mind the one that bought never the, mind. the one that bought the patent for a dollar um he's the one that died how old was he when he died i don't know it just says he died in 1927 and i don't have like birth dates why not because <laughs> smithsonian doesn't have birth dates <laughs> But that's a brief history. That's real quick on like kind of how the Ouija board came about, and a little bit about the spiritualist movement. I do know that like it's weirdly popular, uh, and it actually outsold Monopoly. Like it was like the number one board game after uh, the uh, Poltergeist movie. No, it's it was Exorcist. But Exorcist. Well, the thing is, like if you if you look at it, and I've noticed like. The, the dates, uh, the times like when the Ouija boards got really popular and sold quite a bit was when there was like disasters, like the Great Depression. It was selling like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like World War One and Two was selling like crazy. And it just seems like anytime there was like some Vietnam kind of... Vietnam War. Yeah. Anytime there was like a war or like a natural occurring event... Um, people want to talk people to their wanted, loved ones. Yeah, they want to talk to their loved ones. And they buy the spear board. And it was all the way up until like 1973, 78... The Exorcist the movie Exorcist. changed everything. Yes. So, I mean, it wasn't considered taboo. Like, Ouija boards were everywhere. Like, people had them. It was a, a fun family game that you would play. And it wasn't considered weird or unnormal for people to, like, sit around their coffee table, play with a Ouija board on a Saturday night, and then go get up the next morning and go to church. So what's the game? Is the game, like, you are talking to spirits? Is that the game? Supposedly. Okay. So, yeah, you 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 have a planchette mm-hmm. or just it's basically like a point. It's like a, a triangle pointer with a yeah. glass in the middle. And everyone puts like, like one or two fingers on the planchette and you ask questions and it moves around the board to spell things out. And um, you're supposedly communicating with spirits. Mm-hmm. And like I said, up until the exorcist, like this was in like. Almost every home, people would leave it on their coffee tables. They'd play with it on a Saturday night, go to church the next day. Like, it wasn't taboo or weird or unnormal at all. It wasn't considered evil in any way. Not until The Exorcist came out. So what happened? I, I didn't, I've never seen The Exorcist. So, so, go ahead. Apparently, in The Exorcist movie, the little girl who yeah. gets possessed and all that. The character's name is Reagan. She played with a Ouija board the day before mm-hmm. and then gets possessed afterwards and the whole movie goes on from there. Okay. So yeah, the whole the whole demonic possession in the Exorcist is attributed to the use of a Ouija board. 
I find what's more fun is the Magic 8-Ball. I find that it would be a little bit more fun. Well, it's just easy yes or no with that. With this, you can spell words. <laughs> Will I kiss my first girl? No, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, same like we talked about in The Conjuring 2, um, they kind of hinted the same thing with the uh, Hodgson's, <laughs> with the Ju- Janet. You know, they show her at the very beginning of the movie, like, here's your spirit board, and then they start playing with it at home, the two daughters do. And then the movie's saying that it's the Ouija board. Well, it's a homemade, like, talking board yeah, spirit it board. It wasn't board. an actual, like, Ouija board. It was a homemade one. But same thing, like... That's why I did my best impersonation. Will Michael kiss me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so it, the exorcist made it bad. It was kind of like... It was kind of like clowns. Clowns weren't scary until John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Right, right, and right, then, right, right. And then it just made it worse. So, yeah, it was a normal, just like whatever thing. It was just a family fun game. Like, and it's even recommended on there, like eight and up. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I was just reading on the Hasbro websites for ages eight and up. Yeah. Play with the the Ouija game. So, none of you you guys haven't actually played with one though, huh? I've never played with it. I've You've been in witnessed. the room. I've witnessed, but I've never actually. I've. I don't know if I've ever actually touched one, but I've never used one. I've watched someone use it. Because the skeptic side in me is just like, nope, people are moving it. Someone's moving it around. So you've have you used one? You said yes, you have yes. one. Yes. No. Well, I I did buy one as a teenager, and my parents threw it away. Okay. And, but I never did get they that one. Returned in to your work. room one day. <laughs> no. Okay. No, it was me. Just, <laughs> Taken to a friend's house saying, no, this is my friend's Ouija board. I can't throw it away. Give it back to him. <laughs> and then I brought it back home. <laughs> so did you ever, did you use it by yourself or with other people? I tried using Cause it. It's, it's so with the one that I bought myself, I tried using it alone. I why? did why try. Did you buy, why did you buy it? Why? Uh-huh. Because I had already used one and it worked. And okay. I was intrigued and I was already experiencing a lot of paranormal stuff. And there was no outlet for me to turn to to like try to talk about it or whatever so i was trying to like figure it out on my own well, you were doing it wrong because the game says you're supposed to have two players well i like i said i tried with <laughs> other people and i tried by myself and i did not the one that i purchased i did not get it to actually start moving and that did you you said that one you use with other people or just yeah, by yourself? yeah both okay and never got it to work but you said you did one another time yeah, uh, so the works. one yeah the one that I had done with friends before was already belonged to a friend, mm-hmm. and I remember talking about this before where the friend let us use it and he came back out and was asking us hey because you know we were all doing like you know you're moving it you're moving it all this stuff like we were asking the spirit like his name stop and all it this. no you're moving <laughs> it and then when uh, he came back out and was like hey did, was it working for you guys and we're like yeah it was. He's all, did you guys ask him what his name was? I'm like, yeah, we did. He's all, did he say his name was Vey? We're all, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you told me about yeah, this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, Oy vey. <laughs> so uh, we did, uh, like, we, we played with that Ouija board multiple times. And I did want to buy one for my own just after that because I was like, this thing is crazy. I do want to get one, and I want to, like, know more. And so I bought one. I bought the glow-in-the-dark one. That Spencer's yeah, yeah, yeah. Spencer's that's, gifts that's had a glow the in the dark. Right one. Ghosts yeah. don't like glow in the dark. That's what it was. Uh, I even tried like, you know, I tried lighting like some white candles just to like let like positive. I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I was like, yeah, let me set the mood. Let yeah, me light let these me. Candles. I was like doing it by myself. Were <laughs> <laughs> you friend. playing some mood music too? <laughs> some Barry White playing, let some candles. Probably had some right. key sweat going who's, on. Who's in here with me? <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, want to touch my butt. <laughs> it probably didn't, you're not supposed to use it in the bubble bath. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> so, but put yeah, some the candles, one, put on some music. So when my parents did bath. want to throw it away, I was just like, yeah, this things don't even work anyway. <laughs> so have you used one since? No, I have not. How old were you then? I was about 12, okay. 13-ish. See, I was a little bit older from my experience. Um, I had some friends that said they used a Ouija board and apparently a spirit that they talked to told them where there was some money that he buried up in Jeremy Ranch and gave him a mile marker and everything. They had this whole like sheet of paper with all the information they got from the Ouija board. And they're like, Hey, you want to go with us to find this money? I'm like, 
I got nothing else going on. Sure, why the hell not? If there's money there, then we can split it three ways. I'm rich. Um, <laughs> if not, then I just wasted an afternoon, but I'm hanging out with some cool people. Whatever. I didn't have anything going on. Uh, needless to say, there was no money. We, say we, what? We couldn't even find the mile marker. Like, we tried to follow the directions exactly, like, how they got it from the board. And we, we couldn't find it. So they had the idea. Like, they didn't bring the board with them. Um, and so we went back to my friend's house to decide to ask the, the board again, you know, where, where it was at. And I said, ha ha, gotcha. I got you bitches. Um, (laughs) yes, that's exactly how it went down. How did you know? You're psychic. Um, no, we, uh, I remember they got the, they got it out and they had, uh, the, in the middle of the bed and one of them was leaning on one side and the other was leaning on the other side. So they're across from each other. And I'm just watching. Like, I didn't, I was just, I was curious, but I didn't want to actually use it. Because, you know, at the time I was kind of good, you know, LDS, Mormon boy. Um, so I was just like, ah, I'm just going to observe. And the only thing I really remember from this is I, I remember watching my friend. His eyes were closed. And our other friend, um, her eyes were open. So it's moving around. They ask who they're talking to. Because they ask a bunch of other questions first. So they, they get to the point they're like, who are we talking to? And it starts spelling out. It starts with a B and an R and then a U. And at this point, I think my, I noticed my friend starts to tremble a little bit. The one with his eyes closed. And then it gets to C and then it gets to E. And we're like, and then stops. So it spells out Bruce. And at this point, my friend is like on the verge of bawling. And me and, and the girl were just like, dude, what the hell? We're like, who's Bruce? And he, um, I, I still remember this like it happened yesterday. It was just crazy because he was like, he was full on like crying at this point. Um, his father had committed suicide about two weeks prior and his, his dad's name was Bruce. Mm. And so, um, it really freaked us all out. Uh, so we packed up the board and put it away. And as far as I know, none of us have ever used one since. Uh, I don't know. I can't verify that because one of the people I don't talk to anymore. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was trippy because they said to me, it looked like his eyes were closed. Um, so it kind of felt like, and, and her reaction made it seem like she didn't know what his dad's name was. So when it spelled out his dad's name, from what I observed, it looked like it was like legit, um, a spirit controlling the planchette and, and making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that actually was the case, I don't know. Because, you know, this was my early 20s. I didn't start opening up my abilities um, until my mid-30s. So a good 10 years later. So I don't know for sure whether or not, like, his eyes were open if he was the one making it move. I I have no idea. Hmm. Um, I don't have any reason to believe that he was doing that. But, um, yeah, from what I can tell, from my experience, it seemed legit. And so, it freaked me out bad enough at the time because, like I said, I'm was kind of still on the holding on to my LDS beliefs, and it just it freaked me out. And I'm like, I'm not using this. Anymore. Were you with them when they were getting the whole mile marker and treasure? No, they did that before. They did. See, there like, was just the two of them on that one. I'm like, where, where does this conversation come from? Where you're like, so spirit, you know, any gold is buried or anything? Like, <laughs> yeah. where does this conversation come from? I have I have no idea, and I don't remember <laughs> yeah. ever asking them. I just remember. Hey, do you want to go with this? And I'm like, sure. Why the hell not? Yeah, that's where like my skepticism kicks in. I'm like, wait, how did this conversation start? We start asking all these questions. Do you remember our dad telling us about his friends playing with Ouija boards? No, you don't remember the story. No. So I remember um, our dad telling us about his friends from his work that were playing with a Ouija board, okay. and they were doing it like weekly. They would all meet up and hang out. I don't know if they were having drinks or whatever, but then they would play with Ouija board. Hmm. And I guess he said that they started talking to this one spirit who told them his name and everything, and they okay. looked him up, and he was a patient. I think, yeah, he was a patient from the University of Utah who died at the hands of this doctor. Okay. And he was saying that this doctor killed him. And they looked up this doctor and everything because they, they spelled out the doctor's name and it was he really did work there okay. but he retired and i think he might have even passed away at this point also but it was all legitimate from what 
he was saying. This is the best of my recollection. I mean, this was mm. years ago, decades ago. But yeah, I remember him telling us about this. And then they were playing with it more to try to get more information about this spirit. And then I think that spirit went away and something bad came through. And they said it's a, like it was like the table was levitating or something like that. Interesting. And they just stopped using it after that. Okay. Um, but I would like, the, it seems like I've never, you never heard or there wasn't much of a bad things coming from these up until the Exorcist movie. I mean, part of me is like, why, why do you have to put your hands on the planchette? I mean, if it's really inhabited, you know, wouldn't just move and glide by itself. Well, same like the dowsing rods. Why was why is well, the copper I, just jumping up and crossing itself all the time? <laughs> I don't put much behind the dowsing rods either, though. What about but, a pendulum? Um, same thing. I don't put much behind it. So, so I've, I've used a pendulum. Dell's actually been with me, on, or Ghosty has been with me on a, an investigation where I use a pendulum, and we were getting pretty relevant responses using the pendulum. Yeah, and I think so. A lot of these things are using your energy. Mm-hmm. And having to use your energy, you have to be a, in contact with it. I think it's a little okay. different. Like when you're using a K2 meter, like those things are designed to detect energy, right? And so it's easier for them to like manipulate those and make them because it's but, visual. But like mm-hmm. with my, with my uh, one of my um, things that swing pendulum. With, yes, thank you, um, <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, it's it's a it's a metal one and it actually screws a part of the top and it has a little compartment so I actually have uh-huh. selenite and tourmaline inside my uh, pendulum. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit heavier. So being an actual physical object and not just making lights light up, um, I think it would take more energy. So the 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 fact that I'm holding it and I'm putting my energy into it uh-huh. makes it easier for them to make it move. You're holding it though. Yeah. Just uh, like I'll hold it. In my like the in my fingertips, just mm-hmm. the very top of the chain, and then I'll hold it over my hand, and I usually like try to put my hand like on my knee or my leg right. or something to try to steady it the best I can. Um, and it's you do the same thing with dowsing rods. Well, the weird thing is, is like I can get a pendulum to work for, for me, no problems. Uh-huh. Dowsing rods do not work for me. I just think there's so much human error there that, is. That, yeah. that is there. You know, well, you, see, you can have your hand slightly tilted one direction, mm-hmm. and now you put a little bit of weight towards it, and now it's got a little bit of it can get a little bit of momentum now just because of gravity. Um, that's an example of a pendulum, or you say, oh, same with dowsing rods. You can just have one hand tilted a little bit more one way, not trying to be, and just you know, gravity and its weight. I want to try something. That just gave me an idea to try so what something. So, what do you want to try? Because I know something with the leveler and no, no, no. <laughs> so you know those like banana I've... holders that they like they're curved oh, right, up, right. yeah. And then oh they have my the little god, loop. Yeah. I've like looked for things to like put a pendulum on, and I never thought of a damn banana stand. <laughs> now, free ideas all day. So banana stand. <laughs> Hang a pendulum from it and then just grab a hold of your banana stand <laughs> right at the base. Just hold the base of it. I say just let it go. No, I would think you'd need some kind of contact. Hmm. But I think with something more stationary, like the banana hammock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I think that, that would. See, if I, if I was there, I saw something yeah, similar to that. That's the that's stuff that would intrigue me more. It's... See, and I've, I've, for years I've been like, I should get some sort of stand. They should make some sort of stand. And I, I don't know why banana stand is not something I ever thought of. Well, you ever been in like those mm, plan- nice little hook thing? <laughs> yeah, you ever been in those planetariums and they've got like the pendulum as well, but it's based on the Earth's gravitational spin. Yeah, yeah. Like that's stuff. Like that's just hanging, you know, directly down from the ceiling, and the, and then it kind of does its own thing from that. Pendulum also could something to do with that too. It could be gravitational as well, just like those. Well, I've got like four pendulums, so we can experiment and try things out. That'd be interesting. Them, I don't have them with me, but we can do that one night. When I we, have uh, pendulums here. We should, we should do that. We can even um, video it and put our responses on uh, or what we get on YouTube. Um, dowsing rods, I don't put a whole lot of faith in, and I have... Um, yeah, obviously you don't. Mm-hmm. I'm, not a, I, I'm not a big fan of dowsing rods. I don't ever use them, and I... I mean, there's too many other factors that they're used for that could manipulate it. Like, they say it finds water. They say it finds uh, precious metals. So, if you're using it on an investigation and you're getting them to cross, who's to say that you're not 
near a well or near some buried treasure. What I find interesting is like when I'm scrolling TikTok, it's it's like every time there's a live feed from somebody, it's like someone doing tarot card readings. But there's this one girl that like uses dowsing rods and she's always got like, she'll lean forward and scroll through her you know comments, see the question, ask it, lean back real quick, ask the question, the rods swing. And she's like, oh yeah, that's a yes. And so literally like every girl that's asking, am I pregnant? It's like, yes. Like every... Mm-hmm. I want to get on there and be like, am I pregnant as a dude? And have it say yes. Because the way she's using the rods, like, there's a way to do it correctly. And there's still room for human error. Um, but I don't put a lot of faith in dowsing rods. And I actually heard a story. You remember when Brian Cano came? Because mm-hmm. um, I know you actually got to do an investigation one. Did you? No. You weren't on that one. So I, I talked to him for like four hours, like the day after that expo he came for, mm-hmm. uh, while he was waiting for his flight. And we did talk about dowsing rods and, and like an experiment that he did. And, you know, one of the things people do when you have the dowsing rods is like, can you point to so-and-so in the room? And you watch the dowsing rods like spin and point to the individual that they ask it to spin to. And um, and the same, the same concept applies to uh, the Ouija boards. Um, but I think they also had the same experiment where they blindfolded the person and they're like, can you make the rods point to... And they said the name of the person they wanted to point to. Now, at this point, like, since they were blindfolded, they have, like, the individual move. Mm-hmm. So the person blindfolded doesn't know where they're actually at in the room. And nothing. It doesn't point. Mm. Or points to the wrong place. Yeah, see? So, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So it's, like, tests like that that I like, you know, them trying to disprove it. Um, and the same with, with uh, Ouija boards. Like, you know, you got people that are so convinced that it's a portal to, to Satan. <laughs> and you're bringing demons through and then you've got the scientific approach where it's um, muscle, me- uh, muscle muscle memory not m- necessarily muscle memory but like inner brain um, subconscious subconscious. subconscious where you're, you're thinking it so it's like um, a different level though like it's sub like really sub level super sub super sub level <laughs> subconscious uh higher self i don't know but they are the studies that they've been doing were like uh when they would ask people these questions uh certain questions and their answers were about 50 50 and then they let them use the ouija board and ask the questions and then the answers were more 65 percent correct and it was strange that asking these people these questions without anything and their answers being about 50 percent correct to now use being able to use a Ouija board, and then the answers were significantly higher, more correct. That's pretty weird. But they were doing these studies, and it, it seemed like it's more of like the subconscious, and it's yourself doing it rather than spirits. So the video that I was talking about that I watched, um, where they had the table that was the Ouija board, uh, they showed it like there was this girl asking questions and they were convinced they were talking to this girl's grandfather. And they're like, oh, from the little bit that I saw, they're like, oh, uh, are you happy? And the planchette moves to yes. And she's all excited and like, oh, yeah, my grandpa's happy. I'm glad that he's happy. And the guy's like, so you're a believer that these, the Ouija board works, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's real, it works. And he's like, okay, we're going to try this. And he hands the four people at the table a blindfold. And everyone's blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And she goes, he goes, okay, what year did your, your grandfather die? Or not what year did he die, but do you know what year he died? And she's like, yes, I do. So the girl was the only one that knew the year that he died. Like the guy hosting the show or conducting the, the um, experiment. experiment had no idea. And the other three people that were also blindfolded had no idea. So when they asked the board what year, you know, is he still here? Um, it was moving around and I think they got, uh, like blank spaces, like the moon or picture of the moon or whatever. And then they're like, okay, what year did you die? And he was writing down, like you see him a, a piece of paper and he's writing down, uh, what their answer, what they're getting on the board. And when they're done, he has them all take their blindfolds off and he goes, okay, what year did your, your grandfather die? And she said, 2010. It's like, okay. And he's like. And I go RFZ. He turned, <laughs> well, he turns it around and shows them what they spelt out or what they got using the Ouija board. And it was JK and then just blank <laughs> spaces on the, the table. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I think, I don't know, what is your guys' take on it? Like, do you think it, it's subconscious or do you think it's spirit? It depends on the situation. So in this particular case, like, they're <coughs> saying, like, if the spirit of her grandfather was there, he should have known the year that he was died and, and it should have just automatically got to the 2010 and not had any issues like it did where it just went to blank spaces on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I'll, I'll actually, let's let the DVO go first. So I think most of it's BS, my opinion. I think people are moving it. Do I think there's a potential that you invite something in? Yes, I do think that 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 potentially could happen, and I think it probably has happened. But for the most part, I do think it's it's uh, someone moving it. Even yeah, could be like subconsciously they're moving it. But but I think someone's moving. It. I don't. I don't. Scientifically, it just doesn't make sense to me. I guess. So I've actually been on several residentials mm-hmm. uh, where people. I used a Ouija board and started having issues shortly after. Right. Um, do I think that every time you use a Ouija board, you're inviting some demonic entity into your home? No. Um, I look at a Ouija board as just another tool that you can use to communicate with a spirit. Uh-huh. Um, the way I look at it is, like, if it's not already there, it's not going to, like... Unless you have that intent. and Like, unless you're trying to summon something, um, right. chances are you're not going to actually get like it's not like opening up doorways like every time someone touches one of these boards and the thing like with the the video I was saying where they said they were talking to her grandpa like unless her grandpa's there following her around chances are he's not going to come mm-hmm. it's not it's not and he's to say he's crossed over right it's not very likely that you know just because I want to talk to this individual like I can't pull out a Ouija board and be like okay I'm going to get Michael Jackson to talk to me here like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work that way um, I've had someone where they accidentally, like, did open a portal um, and brought in, like, a family from, like, a uh, deceased family, obviously, ghosts, uh, from, like, somewhere in Europe. And the family was, like, the reason why they were having issues is the family was, like, confused because they didn't know where the hell they were and what was going on. Because uh, this person opened a temporary portal and then this family came through the portal. Yeah. Um, I don't know what their intent was and what they were doing while they were using the board, but that's just from what uh, Brandy had told us because she was on that investigation um, hmm. that that's what happened um, when they used the board is it uh, opened a temporary portal that this family come through I've been on investigations where someone said they threw a Ouija board away and it showed back up and stuff like that so I think that's bullshit I, I think so too <laughs> the way I look at it is it's just another tool that you can use to investigate with um, the reason why I suggest people don't use them is two reasons one if there is a spirit there you're inviting the spirit to use your energy and move your body. Um, with the dowsing rods and the pendulum, you're asking them to just move the dowsing rods and the pendulum. Um, with the planchette, with you holding the planchette, you, there's more contact with the spirits that you're actually like giving permission for spirits to manipulate your body. Um, that's why I won't use one. Yeah, and I do think you know when you play with with the Ouija board, like you you know like again subconsciously you know that. Um, it has been said that you could open up doorways or portals to to spirits. Uh, so I think that that now that's in your subconscious. So when any, anything happens, like you know, you hear you hear stories of people they started playing with it, and all of a sudden the candles blew out or the lights went out. It's like I've seen videos. Yeah, like I mean, that is it coincidence? Did... It could be. Is it? But you know, because it's in your subconscious now. I mean, I don't you, know. You psych yourself out. You psych yourself out, right? Because of because of the exorcism or right. the exorcist, it's got that taboo on it. So yeah. everyone thinks it's evil and scary. So that's a lot of kids when they're going in to play with these things. That's their intent. Like they're wanting to be scared. Yes. Yes. So the, the slightest little thing happens, like oh, the candle blows out. Like oh, it's a ghost. Um, uh-huh. So ghosty, what do you think? Oh, glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to turn <laughs> kinda <laughs> too bad how do you mute this okay um i think that it is both as well i think for the most part it is subconscious and f- most people are moving it themselves um i think there are some boards that will work um 
I think like in this the first one that I used, like I really think there was some kind of a spirit attached to that board, just because the 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 outcomes of the some of the answers were pretty strange. I think me my maybe me and my friends might have manipulated it some. I know I wasn't trying to, but who knows? Because mm-hmm. um, even when I tried to do one on my own, and I know I wasn't trying to do anything manipulated, it was not moving whatsoever. Um, but some of the answers we got, like the the name of this spirit saying Vay, and my friend who owned it and wasn't there witnessing us using it, coming out and saying, did it say his name? And it was wild. But, um, and nobody knew that name. No, no. So this is the weird part. So when we went to go hang out with this friend of ours whose board this was, so the two brothers whose house it was, one of them was a year older than us and one of them was a year younger than us. We know them. They weren't like friend friends of us. Like we hung out with them, but they, we knew they, they had this board and we went over there to see if we could play with it. So they were like, yeah, it's cool, but here, just use it in the driveway and, uh, you know, have fun. And they they just let us go at it, and it was pretty wild experience for us. Being what, like, but besides the word, the name vacant or anything else. Um, like was it was it answering questions? Was it, it was answering questions out? and was spelling things out. And I remember as a kid, of course, one of the questions you're going to ask as a stupid teenager is when am I, when am I going to lose my virginity? Mm-hmm. It was right. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I don't know if spirits are fortune tellers. Oh, so. another but thing, too. Time, I was having a lot maybe, of, I was having a lot of paranormal stuff though. going on at home. Mm-hmm. And and I remember asking that, too. Like, hey, I'm having, you know, there's there's spirits. How many spirits are in my house? And I remember it telling me five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably witnessed three of them. But See, but with the, the your teenage question, and you said it was right. How do you know that's like, well, it tells you you're going to lose it when you're like 18. So you're like, okay, I'm 18 now. I got to go do this on the right. board's right. I thought that too, exactly. Well, because I, I wasn't like, when it happened, it just happened. I wasn't. <laughs> right. I wasn't out hunting. <laughs> you know, another, another thing that I was thinking The ghost about... is like whispering in the girl's ear, make me right. <laughs> I told him on the Ouija board, don't make, make me a liar. Fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> One thing I was thinking is, you know, like uh, our friends Brandy and and Caden, who are mediums, you know, they say that they've, when they, and you know, they can see people that are that are no longer with us. We, you know, they they walk into a place and, and they're they're trying to be contacted, like, oh, this person can actually see me and, and communicate with me. I need to reach out to them and talk to them. And so, I think maybe when people are playing with these boards and a spirit just happens to be by and hearing it, like, oh, here's my chance to maybe try to communicate now. Oh, maybe you know they're they're open they're open to this idea of me communicating with them. Here I am. I'm I'm gonna try. Well, that's what I think too. Like like yeah. I was saying, with a girl that thought her grandfather was there answering the questions. Yeah. Um, unless the spirit's actually there, like I don't think you're just gonna. I think if you are actually talking to a spirit through the spirit board, it's just gonna be whatever's nearby. Right. You're opening that form of communication. That's no different than you can't just out. you can't just summon up someone <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like putting out your K two. Like a spirit knows that you want to communicate, so that's what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Or try to do anyways. So I don't think like if I pull out a Ouija board and start using it right now with you guys, and I don't think you know like oh I want to talk to Michael Jackson like he's not gonna show up and start talking to us through the spirit board. There was a couple things that were done with a Ouija board that was also talked about in that article, where one lady said she wrote this whole book based off of the spirit of Mark Twain talking to her through the spirit board, and she wrote this whole book with the spirit of Mark Twain telling her what to write. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Didn't do very well, that book. But uh, <laughs> then there was another guy who did well who wrote a book based off the Ouija board. But his book was him saying that it was the Ouija board. It was more of like him, his subconscious higher self that was the one writing the book. And this Ouija board was helping him bring it out. Hmm. That's interesting. And like it was like better than what he could have done. But that also correlated with the one thing that showed like the answers where somebody was just like answering the the answer just kind of off the top of their head. 
and then you know being 50 percent that kind of was the average and then here here's a spirit board now we're going to ask you these questions and use the spirit board to get your answers and then they increased it to 65 percent right um then so they're just saying thinking that you know it's your your subconscious like pulling memory and doing it that way yeah and i've heard that that theory before too i've I've only witnessed, I've never actually used, so I don't know. Um, but I'd be curious, like, I know Family Tree's not there anymore. They closed down, but, like, had we taken one to there, I guarantee you, like, if we tried to talk to something, it's going to be like, I've noticed this with, like, some of the devices where, like, like um, Echo Box and Spirit Box, uh-huh. like SB7 Spirit Box, it's usually the more negative things that try to talk to you through those. So I'm wondering if it would be like same with like if you're using a Ouija board, if like Lucy would be like, hey, I'm here, I'm talking. Well, I wonder if it's just whatever has more energy. Probably. I think, and it would be one of those things where, well, I don't know, that's another thing. Because if they're using your energy, do they really need to have energy of their own built up? See, yeah, there you go. See, but question. that's the other thing is like the other reason why uh, I wouldn't use one other than, you know, having it manipulate me and my energy. Um you don't always know what you're talking to or who you're talking to. Because, like, uh, there's a there's a case with the Warrens where they said the, the daughter got a Ouija board and it was, they told her that it was a spirit of a teenage boy. And she was, like, asking all this. She basically had, like, a romantic kind of re- uh, relationship with this, this spirit and invited it to be a part of the family, and that's when shit went crazy. Um, so you just don't know who or what you're talking to. Right. And, I mean, you can say the same thing with, like, a K2 and all that. So that mm-hmm. that's what brings me back to the other part of it is with a K2, I'm not asking the spirit to manipulate me or my energy. Right. Like I would be with a Ouija board. And a lot of times, like, there could be nothing there. And it's you're, you're moving it yourself without realizing you're moving it. Yep. Want to hear some interesting stories? Yeah. Yes. Pulled a couple. That might be fun. So these are people that wrote on Reddit or in Reader's Digest. They kind of submitted stories. Uh, there was a bunch that I kind of pulled some that I kind of thought were interesting. Uh, so here it goes. The first time I used a Ouija board, I was about six or seven, and I was with my mom and older sister, who was about 15 at the time. Um, she's now 24, the one that submitted this story. She said the family had just moved into a new house, much bigger, much older than the one they lived in previously. That night, Paige... Her mother and her sister were eating pizza on the living room floor since they didn't have all their furniture set up yet, and they put on a fire to ease the chill of the fall air. After dinner, her her sister pushed her mom to let them play with the old Ouija board. As we were using it, Paige recounts a box in the living room that had some books in it literally flew across the room. Shortly after that, the fire inexplicably went out, and their mother was so shaken that she took the girls to their grandmother's house to spend the night. So... Interesting little story there. All over the river, through the woods. Yeah. How Did it say what year that was? Um, she was six or seven, and uh, she was 24 when she submitted this story. So She submitted about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, 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 she's single or something? Yes. No, was, no I'm just trying to get, like, a Your timeline. Sounds cute. I'm tr- <laughs> <laughs> she sounds cute. Cute, cute yeah. story. <laughs> um, no, just trying to get an idea of, like, if there could have been cameras at the time of this had like home cameras and stuff or yeah probably not i don't think this is too old of a story so 15 years probably not any yeah no cameras. no cameras um here's another one uh owen started playing with a ouija board when he was about when he was a child and he had continued to experience paranormal phenomena ever since he said my grandfather on my dad's side died before i was born uh, he and my dad were, were estranged, so my dad never spoke of him or had pictures of him around. One day, Owen began seeing and talking to a person he called Michael. Unbeknownst to him, Michael was his grandfather's name. Finally, his parents sat him down, showed him a picture of a man uh, that he had never seen, and asked if he knew who that was. And, and uh, Owen said, yeah, that's Michael. And they said, okay, well, that is actually your grandfather. What did that have to do with the Ouija board again? He was he started playing with it when he was about a, when he was a child. He started having paranormal experiences, and he started seeing a man named Michael around. It was after using the board. Yeah, after using the board. All right, just a couple. I have a few here, but just a couple. Um, recently, I was at a, I was at a birthday party. This is a DBO story, by the way, <laughs> and they had a, mu- a magician. 
and um, he. So he, he play hide the sausage. No, no, not that one. That was <laughs> that was another magician you're thinking of. <laughs> it was a clown magician. <laughs> uh, so so he's up on stage and he goes, "I need someone who can who's good at who can, who can read well," and everyone's like, "Derek or DVO, have DVO come up there." So he's like, "I got three books up here." Um. Harry Potter, The Da Vinci Code, and, and some other book. He goes, pick pick any book. And they're 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 thick books. Uh, so I, I picked I picked one of the books. And uh, he goes, Okay, hey, go go ahead and sit down. So I go I go sit down I'm at, at the table I'm with. And he goes, I want you to find anywhere in there, find find a word, but find like a big word. Like one that's like eight to ten letters long. So I said, Okay. So he said, While you do that, give me a, a four legged animal. And I said, uh, or he said, think of a four-legged animal, and I'll draw it while you do that. I said, okay. So I'm thinking of an animal. So he's drawing. He goes, okay, what's, what animal did you choose? And I said, aardvark. He goes, okay. And he turns around the, the piece of paper, and it was literally like a stick figure of like a head and a body and four legs. He's like, and that's an aardvark. <laughs> and everyone laughed, and I laughed. I'm like, I'm like, good one, good one, touche. And he says, okay, what's the word... Um, you chose, so I picked. So I, I flipped through a book. I think I picked the Harry Potter one, and I'm flipping through it. I stop. I was going to go to the left side of the page because you know naturally you look to the left when you read, right? And I was like, you know, I'm going to look to the right of the page. And a couple sentences down, there was a word. I can't remember the exact word. I think it was like astronomical. I think that was the word, something like that. I think it was like astronomical. And I showed the people at the table, and I said, okay, the word's astronomical. He turned around. He had written the word out. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if he was possessed or what, but but that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I find that, I don't know how that trick works. I think it's fascinating. I love magic tricks. I think magic tricks are awesome. And I think a Ouija board's like a magic so trick. So he was a wizard then. He was some type of wizard. Yeah, not You're a magician. wizard. Yeah. That's why he had the Harry Potter book, baby. Mm -hmm. um, it was an instructional book, not a... Not a... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Not a story time book. Okay, if you want to watch, I, I know it's on Netflix, there's this guy named Darren Brown. Okay. Um, he's like a mentalist. Okay. He's got a couple different things. I know the one that I first watched is still here on Netflix. It's called The Push. And uh, the whole object of it is to see if he can get people to commit murder by some, pushing someone off the roof of a, a building. Um, he's, like what happened to Fold? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Get pushed the, off from, a building. Yeah, from the story earlier in the episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but he shows like throughout the episode like how certain things can cause people to do things they normally wouldn't do. But mm -hmm. he also has one where he's up on stage and he does stuff like that where he had like a balloon bouncing around the room and had like three different random people like pick numbers or stuff like that. And he was able to write them all down as like people are thinking of these words or numbers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's Darren Brown, check him out. It's, it's the same thing, same concept. There's another gentleman. Um, God, I think he's... British? I can't remember, but his name is Lujar. Oh my gosh, I lost his name. But something like that. He's also a mentalist. Darren, Darren Brown is also British. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's got the three. He's got the three here. So he's got sacrifice. So he tries to get to see someone if he would take a bullet for someone he didn't know. And then there's the push to see if someone would push someone off of a roof. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, miracle, which is the one I was just talking about, where he had. It's like an audience, and he's on stage and stuff, and it's it's really interesting. Like, um, give it give it a, a look. I, I do think um, the mind, the the mental effect of of things, play a huge role in 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 these type of cases, like like Ouija boards or like possessions or like ex like we were talking about, you know, the exorcism movie. Because um, you know, I have, I have a theory. If you're mentally strong, like I don't think you get that much attachments or attacks if you, if you're mentally strong. That's just something. That's just my opinion. That's why, like, I'm not too afraid to like, like go ghost hunting because I just feel like I'm mentally strong and they won't want to hang out with me afterwards. Like, I mean, this guy's boring. All he does is work and play with the kids and his family and stuff. Like, <laughs> they're gonna. And he, like I, we're not gonna spook him out. Like we, that's why we're not gonna attach ourselves to this guy. He's just—he'll probably yell at us. He'll probably get mad at us. <laughs> See, but then you have other people that go in with a different mindset. They mm -hmm. could be doing the exact same job that you do, mm -hmm. how you do it, and all that. But they have that one little fear in the back of their head that, like, I'm gonna bring something home and it's gonna 
come after my family, You're my right. kids. Yes. And that's where I do think like a strong mind comes into play. Mm-hmm. And like, the one thing I've, I've heard, and I agree with this completely, is when it comes to spirits and, and ghosts and demons and, and inhumanities and stuff like that, is one is like, if they do exist, you really have nothing to be afraid of. Um, if right. you give them that fear, that gives them something to feed off of. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, if you don't believe they exist, then again, you have nothing to be afraid of because there's nothing there. Right. So it like manifests in front of you, I guess. Then. Yep. <laughs> then that's another story, but. Yeah, that shit's weird. <laughs> Your mom's weird. Your face is weird. I know. <laughs> Interesting topic. Good, good topic. I'm curious what people think about. What do you think about Ouija board? Luigi board? Luigi board. Luigi, Luigi board. Luigi uh, <laughs> board. So, um, on a future episode, we do have another email from uh, one of our listeners that she's mm. given us the okay to share. Uh, I don't think we have time for this one because we're already over an hour here. Okay. Um, but, you know, we do have another listener Ooh, email to, to share. And this is actually the uh, second email this person. We've already shared one of her emails. Okay. Nice. And uh, if people want to send us an email, where do they do that at? You can find us at evp.pod at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on evp.pod at uh, Instagram and Facebook. Yes. On all your favorite internet ex- browsers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, off subject, but having to do with spooky stuff. Uh, just found out about this. I never even heard about this. But did you guys know that they have a horror movie uh, festival in Telluride, Colorado every year. Nope. Neither did I, till today. Anyways, it's this big horror film festival and um, it's every, like, October in Telluride, Colorado. And next year, I think I'm gonna go. I I have a confession. I'm not a big fan of horror movies. Well, I'm not a fan of gore movies. I'm a fan of spooky, like, Insidious, uh, Conjuring, yeah, like uh, the conjuring. Anything ones. with Patrick Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Step off my Kool-Aid. Bitch. Yeah. Should us move in. That's mine. <laughs> but Look, you get the gist of mine. Like, he was <laughs> he was Ed Warren and he was the dad in the Insidious movies. And he was in, in the, the grass or the tall grass. And he was, was in your dreams. And <laughs> he was in Ghosty's dreams. He was in Ghosty's dreams, not mine. No, I had a creepy dream the other day and it freaked me out a scary dream yeah well do you remember it yeah what was it uh so i was showing someone how to use a k2 meter okay and in your dream in, in my dream. dream okay and i remember like and the weird thing is like this is in my room like i could see my room the exact way it's uh-huh. set up like i was in my room and the person that i had with me was sitting on my bed and i remember getting the k2 out and it was already turned on for some reason and I go, Iva Jane, are you here with us? And as soon as I said that, the next thing I remember is everything going dark, and I couldn't hear anything other than this like ringing noise. And the person that was on my bed was like freaking out and screaming. And I saw like a dark like shadow figure in the closet in my room, and it freaked me out so bad that I was just like, I woke up. Mm. And that's what happened when you die. Probably, maybe. That's how you're gonna die. Actually, Probably, yeah, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die in my room talking to ghosts. It was weird. It was creepy. That sounds kind of creepy. Um, that is pretty creepy. But yeah, so there's that. Do you guys like like I like Conjuring movies because they're based on real stories. I like that type of stuff. I yeah. like the first and two, first two Insidious movies because Patrick Wilson's not in the other two. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like those movies. I like this. So I yeah. yeah those I'm, are the movies I'm going to want to go see. I am a fan of all of them. I love the slasher movies. Halloween's I my don't. favorite series, even though there's like six different storylines now. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And there's another movie, another Halloween movie coming out. Yeah, yeah. it's the there's sequel one, to the well, it's the sequel to the the sequel that just came out. Yeah. Too much. There's there's so many different yeah. storylines on how the, the Halloween movies go. passing on them. Um, Friday the 13th, I love those. Uh, but I also enjoy the the sci-fi thrillers. I enjoy the... Like Sharknado? Sharknado. <laughs> no, none of those B-rated sci-fi movies. But like Alien. Aliens. Alien 3. That was good. Yeah, Prometheus. sci-fi ones are good. But the, uh, yeah, like uh, Hostel. Monster not, movies. Not, Hostel, I hated. Anything like those The weird thing ones, is, like, the, the, the um, torture porn. Um, I have all the Saw movies. 
Uh, I, I, I like the, the first one. I did like the first one. Um, even though it was gory and stuff, I liked it, but I didn't like where they went with it and all the the direction it went afterwards. And, and I thought that was all fascinating how they did that. They actually, the new one just came out, Spiral. I I, I stopped watching after the third. I didn't even know. I don't, I don't even know if I watched. I, did, I think I did watch the third. Spiral stars Chris Rock. I did hear oh. about this movie, but I did not know it had to do with Saw. Yeah. It's an offshoot. Of Saw, it's so. What what does it have to do with Saw? I they mentioned Jigsaw, Jigsaw. in there. I've huh. only watched like one trailer. I don't remember, but I do want. Oh, it's see not it. even out yet. No, I believe it's out. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. What's wrong with no, you? I, well, I work. <laughs> I thought you were fucking. I thought you love Saw. <laughs> I do. I need to go see it. Like, no, when it came out, I was in Vegas, and then I was busy this weekend. Hmm, sounds like a lot of excuses. It is a lot of excuses. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Should we call it an episode and go yes. watch Spiral? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching and listening. Go see Don't Play That. Peace out, butterflies. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs>